Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. I'm Amy. Today we are going to do an update on the summer movie wager, as always in the summer. Then we're going to talk about some film news. And then finally, finish with a review of Pete Doctor's Inside Out, the new Pixar movie. Before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can write to us about the show, the things that we talk about. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MFN Podcast. We're also on Facebook, Vine, and in iTunes if you search Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. You can go to MidwestFilmNerds.com for all 132 plus bonus episodes and full show notes. And go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com to do some Amazon shopping and have part of your order, part of the money that you spend on your order, come to us with no extra charge to you. That'll help us make our show and podcast network even better. So, on to... The summer movie wager. Jurassic World takes its second weekend at number one. It takes the largest second weekend away from Avengers, which took $103.1 million back in 2012. Uh, Jurassic World beat it by $3.5 million, $106.6 million total this weekend, which beat Pixar's Inside Out with $90.4 million. Quite a good uh, debut on its own, especially for a, a new IP and an animated film. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally in third, Spy with a, with $11.2 million. So our top ten now looks like Avengers, Age of Ultron at number one with $1.3 billion. Jurassic World at number two with $987 million. I think that's our number one this summer. <laughs> I'm... I'm shocked. It's it's one of the fastest movies to the billion dollars. So I really am. Yeah. Um, third place, we got San Andreas with $415.5 million. Mad Max Fury Road is in fourth place with $346.5 million. Pitch Perfect 2 is in fifth place with $272.4 million. Tomorrowland is in sixth place with $196.2 million. Spy is in seventh place with $131.6 million. Debuting at number eight, Inside Out with $131.4 million. Just $200,000 behind Spy. So close. It was almost number six. Or no, almost number seven. But instead it's number eight. Uh, Insidious Chapter 3 is in ninth place with $77.5 million. And Poltergeist Poltergeist is in tenth place with $73 million. Ted 2 is out this weekend alongside a movie called Max, the prequel to Mad Max, but not really. About a dog. It's about a dog that was a war dog. Yeah, we really need to figure out what we're going to watch this week. Well, yeah, and... uh, I was kind of thinking, I was still pretty interested in that movie Dope, which came out this past weekend. Mm. I don't know. I think we, no, you came in like during the trailer when we saw San Andreas. Mm -hmm. I know Lance has seen it. I don't know who else wants (laughs) to go see it. (laughs) But I would like to talk about that because I really don't care to talk about Ted 2. But if people listen to this and are like, oh my God, Ted 2, then maybe we'll go and do that instead. So please write in, tweet at us, post on our Facebook, let us know what you want to hear us talk about. 
keep in mind that Dope is a much smaller movie. Maybe deserves some praise. It's got a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes, certified fresh. That's good. All right. Other than that, I think we'll move right into film news. So we got some tragic news today. Uh, Composer James Horner died in a plane crash at 61 years old. Um, James Horner, you might kind of remember the name from some movie credits, but he's a movie composer. And uh, I can kind of tell you here what uh, a lot of the major films that he's known for. And like you've seen at least one movie that he did a score for, including, but not limited to, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Aliens, The Land Before Time, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Glory, The Rocketeer, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, Legends of the Fall, Braveheart, Apollo 13, Jum- Apollo 13, Jumanji, Titanic, The Mask of Zorro, Enemy at the Gates, A Beautiful Mind, Troy, Apocalypto, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, Avatar, the Amazing Spider-Man, and many more. Uh, this sucks. It's horrible. It's terrible. Like, ugh. he's done a ton of fantastic movie movie work. The guy scored Aliens. Yeah, like one of my favorite all-time soundtracks. Like, I like scores ever to a movie. Period. Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan and Star Trek Three. Yeah, and Star Trek Three: The Three: The Search for Spock. So yeah, yeah, it's a huge bummer. Sad that he died this way. Like, yeah, yeah, it's horrible. He was the pilot. Oh. Yeah. He was piloting his own private aircraft and he crashed it. That sucks. Terrible. So. Sucks. He does the um he does the like maybe the ultimate dad movie score. And that yeah. is uh Field of Dreams. There you go. And nice. The end when it kicks in, he's like, You wanna go have a catch or whatever? I delivered it exactly like it is in the movie. <laughs> but then his music kicks in and oh man. And the tears start flowing. Oh my god. And you wanna go have a catch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Um yeah, that one. That one's the one that sticks out. And uh, the Rocketeer is an amazingly underrated movie, and his score is really good for mm-hmm. it, what I remember. So, and I, I remember I was reading today in one of the articles. Somebody talked about he's like well known as saying for a quote, and it's something that I think you, I think a lot of composers touch on when they when they're when they speak about their work. But he's somebody who kind of knew. He's like I am on the pulse of knowing what the movie wants you to feel at the time. Like oh, I need to he help is. convey that. Was. And I think he did a fantastic job with that and, and a lot of his work. So mm-hmm. pour one out for James Horner. Absolutely. Uh, on the other side of things, Dick Van Patten passed away at age 83. Uh, I know him most notably from Spaceballs as King Roland. Very much, I think, one of the straight men of the movie where there's a ton of crazy, ridiculous characters all around him. And he was also in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, I think best known for Eight is Enough. But uh, hopefully he lived a long and prosperous life. He's got a lot of credits on IMDb, so He did. Yeah. Yeah. So pouring out for Dick Van Dick Van Because most of those shows he was on were still floating around. Yeah, and like syndication and yeah. T V land. So, you know, he made some of the, the good stuff. Good. But all right. Uh on to the non death news. Since I think we've let off at death at least two of the last three podcasts, maybe good. even more. Um, but more sad news, actually. I forget. I think I forgot to write it on the board. Hannibal has been canceled after three seasons. NBC has canceled Hannibal, uh, just after its premiere of its third season, but it's going to finish out the season. So that's a weird time to cancel your show. It doesn't right? happen very often. Like, hey, yeah, we're gonna. Just... This feels like the least suspenseful cancellation ever. This is gonna get picked up. I think I, I mean By I think one of the nine hundred streaming services we have now. Well, and right now Amazon has exclusive rights to uh, stream the back seasons. 
And okay. I just read an article today that Amazon was like, we're doubling down on our movie or on our streaming investment. It's like, they that makes sense. They got to pick it up, right? It's going to happen. It's yeah. And the thing is, they'll be able to get away with more on Amazon yeah. in terms of the content. Because I think they're probably, I mean, I haven't watched the show. I've seen a few episodes. I think they're probably tethered to a certain extent because it's yeah. on NBC. So now well, I can and, really just let loose. But I know a lot of people that are like, wow, this is on NBC. Like, yeah. I think NBC let them get away with a lot. And Brian Fuller even said that. Like, it's yeah. it's been, they've made a show that they didn't think they'd be able to make anywhere else. So, um, it's, I mean, it's a bummer for fans. I've watched, I, I mean, I liked what I saw. Yeah. But it is also a show that got a chance. I mean, it got uh, yeah. a decent shot. It just wasn't, I mean, it's. It's a hard sell too. The I fact think. that it's a Brian Fuller show with a third season—that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So, good, good on it there. But yeah, yep. I don't know. It's uh, too bad. Yeah, it didn't connect with a mass audience, and NBC kind of needs something to connect with a mass audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it has for about like, ten years now. So, if this was like sitting pretty on like one of the higher rated networks, if they probably would have kept it around because they're like, yeah, it's not doing great here, but it's doing fantastic in like streaming and DVR and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, that sucks. But what are you gonna do? Watch it on Amazon. It's true. Um, next up. Potentially more sad news, but kind of happy news. Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimensions, is supposedly the the last film in the series. I expect it's the last film in the series until it makes a lot of money because it's the last film in the series and then it's the second to last film in the series. But one of my favorite things that I wanted to talk about here, and we don't have to say much about it because who cares about Paranormal Activity, but apparently it's going to be partly in 3D. Okay. Like Probably the- when you go to the ghost dimension. <laughs> oh... Are you're, we going to the ghost dimension? You're probably right. That's the name. Didn't you say the that's, ghost that's, dimension? Yeah, it's called. Oh, it's para- called the ghost dimension. Yeah. Paranormal activity, the ghost dimensions. Ooh, all right. Sounds amazing. <laughs> all right. I'm in. I just I can't wait to see what the conceit for filming in 3D is in the world. Like, I wonder if they'll even do it. If there's even a, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I know. Yeah, that's true. But I they don't probably know. won't even touch on it. They probably shouldn't because it won't make any sense anyway. But. I don't know. What would be cool is if you go into the ghost dimension and it's not found footage anymore. That's That'd what I was thinking. Really like, screw it's... the audiences up. Yeah. That'd be interesting. It was funny. I was I was looking at like the press release or something and it was like, this movie's going to finally answer the questions of what does Toby look like? And who are these families that are part of this whole witch thing? And I'm like, nobody wants to know these questions. Been bothering me. <laughs> so it's Since like the first movie, making these, I'm like, when are we going to finally get the? What do you mean stopped, dude? The marked ones was out like two years. I didn't ago. see the marked ones, and I don't think I saw four. I got to catch up. I didn't see the marked ones. I saw four. Was there are good. four of them? There's yeah. five. Well, there's technically five, and going to be a sixth. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they still haven't touched on Toby yet. They haven't yeah. shown you what Toby looks like. No. We're see, mm-hmm. we've only seen Toby through the guise of an Xbox 360 Connect. As of the fourth movie. Yeah, the fourth movie, there's a really cool scene where you see his outline and it connects. Oh, I got to see the fourth <laughs> movie now. Yeah, so, <laughs> there you go. Look for that on Fight the Franchise. <laughs> that was the dumbest laugh I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> dumbest laugh for one of the dumbest series that <clears throat> film is known. I like the odd numbered ones. Yeah, I'm with Willie on that. Yeah, that's fair. So one in three, and I didn't see five. It's reverse Star Trek. Yep. Yeah. Reverse Star Trek rules apply to paranormal activity. All right. uh, We got some big news today. Sony and Marvel have landed on a Spider-Man, and that is Tom Holland, uh, previously of the Impossible fame. 
Yes. With the movie with Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts about the hurricane hurricane in uh, India, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure. I think. Uh, and uh, he's going to be the new Spider-Man for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the first film is going to be directed by John Watts, uh, who's of Cop Car fame, which is a Kevin Bacon movie, which is going to be out soon, or was at Sundance earlier this year, and yep. that kind of thing. So, Okay. What do we think? All right. Sure. You guys have seen the picture that I put in the group text, maybe? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Amy yeah. thinks he has a small mouth. He does. <laughs> he does. He does have kind of a smaller mouth. Well, it's going to be hidden behind a mask most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I was so. going to say. That's true. As long as it's big behind the mask. And Spider-Man has no mouth, so there you go. the mask does not. I, I I don't think we really can have much of an opinion on this. Like, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen Tom Holland in anything, I don't think. Or and John I have, Watts. I have not seen John Watts. Nobody's yeah. seen much I of wish, these two people. I wish it was John Waters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Divine yeah. plays Madam Web. Oh my god, I was going to say Divine plays Aunt May. Oh. Oh, Ooh. and Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so is this a Spider-Man they're going to incorporate into the Marvel Universe yes. yeah, so for t- the future Avengers and everything? Tom yes. Holland will appear in Captain America Civil War. Whoa. <laughs> good job, bu- <laughs> good job, guy. You got your meal ticket for the next 20 years. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I was excited. I'm excited it's a baby Spider-Man, like a young Spider-Man going up yeah. against... Captain America and Iron Man it's and all those guys. Way. It's cool that way. Yeah. yeah, I'm more excited for that than. I mean, I what I really want is for Toby to Toby McGuire to make like a Never Say Never Again type deal, <laughs> like Sean Connery did with Bond, and just make some offshoot like Spider Man <laughs> with like Sony behind Marvel's back. Oh, and, I like that. Yeah, or Dirty Laundry. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> is is Spider Man and Old Man Logan at all? Uh, no, no. Okay, no. We did get that rumor real quick to talk about some other nerd drivel. Supposedly, Fox wants to make the Wolverine th- sequel uh, to pattern it after Old Man Logan. Totally down. But they can't do 90% of that story, so that's a bit of a problem. See, but I was like, my thought that I put in the group text when we talk about that was like, maybe they, maybe like Hammerfall and like all of that stuff is so oblique that they can still do it. It doesn't have the. You know what I mean? I, they can, it's doable. It's doable. It's like, just, a lot maybe of... they're not going to have Blind Hawkeye putting Wolverine on this mission that he goes to do in Old Man Logan. Uh, every other character is a non-X-Men character in that story. So it kind of... I yeah. mean, yeah, you could, you could... I don't know. We'll see. I still, so that's the thing. I, I, like, I wonder what they would, how they're going to rejigger it, how they're going to make it work. Because it might be interesting <laughs> if you get to like... Rejigger. Yeah, I don't know. Check that word up. I hope it's not racist in some capacity, but it probably is. So. <laughs> it's um, now. <laughs> uh, but maybe they can like make the references to the awesome stuff that you like told me about when we were working in the video store. Things like Hammerfall and Ant-Man's like, gigantic pin skeleton. Falls. Yeah, pinfalls. Like, maybe they can still make references to those things, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Like They'd have to change the characters, but I don't know. It'd be cool. I, I think it's a cool idea for... Jackman to go out on that storyline. Agreed. I always wanted Clint Eastwood to play old Wolverine, yeah. Yeah. but he's really old now. So. Yeah, he's yeah. super old, and he'd sing. Yeah, so he should play him. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> old Man Logan the musical. Toby yeah. McGuire should play him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the final news that I had scheduled. Plus, there's something afterwards from what I hear. But Dwayne the Rock Johnson is going to star in a Rampage. Uh, movie based off of the video game where apparently three people can mutate into a large monkey and lizard and wolf and the rock is going to fight these monsters 
Is the Rock fighting these monsters? Yes. Oh, that's, that's a bummer. He's not playing the he monster. He is not one of the monsters. That's too bad. Because we had fan cast a Rampage movie. We didn't realize there's a backstory to the Rampage there is. Uh, saga. Really? There yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> there were people once. They were wow. people. And well, and yeah, so the press release mentions that they will mutate. Like yeah. These people have mutated into well, Who knew that, and, though? Yeah, like, I don't know. You know. No, that must have been one of the later Rampage games. Yeah. That I didn't pick up. I don't know. Maybe you're just not paying attention to the attract screen on the arcade cabinet of Rampage. I yeah. just put quarters and hit start, 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 start. And, and then boom, 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 boom. But that's well. This is exciting. I think I, th- I like this. Was that a Rampage game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's more I like or a movie. Why not? Why not? You know, I honestly like. What do we What do we have to lose from video game movies at this point? Number like, one, they need to make a game tie-in so that there's a new Rampage out there, mm-hmm. right? That's true. I don't know who's got the rights anymore, but uh, who knows? Um, the last one came out for like Wii. I know yep. they made one for Wii. I don't know yep. if they made one for the other systems. I'm not sure. That's something for the game nerds to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Like, let those guys talk about it. Yep. <clears throat> um, this inspired a bit of a conversation though today uh, at lunch, not at our desk. No, no, of course not. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, Apparently, some company we didn't actually discover who uh, now has the rights to make Nintendo movies. Um, I think it was Sony, right? I think Sony because Sony in those hacked emails there were some um, back and forth between Avi Arad and Amy Pascal about yeah. making a, a an animated Mario film. Yep. Yeah. Mm. So we were thinking, why why is Sony not jumping on this shared universe thing and doing a Nintendo cinematic universe? That culminates with the Smash Brothers, the movie. Yeah. Oh, man. And, you know, we talked a little bit about Phase 1, which featured... Well, we were going to start... I, we des- we decided the first movie should be Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. And it should basically be a riff on King Kong, because that's all it is. But right. this, is where we, this is where we introduce Mario and Peach as well. So it's kind of a more grounded introduction to Mario. Okay. I He's think. not in the fantastical world of, of Mushroom Kingdom yet. No. Okay. No. So... We decided, like, Donkey Kong, he's been plucked out of the dimension that had Donkey Kong Country. All right. So he's been plucked out. He has no idea what's going on. He's very sympathetic. Um, he's scared. He's, he's scared. been taken from his world. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we wanted Mario to from be... From his country. Mario's going to be, like, a straight-up plumber. He's going to be an everyman right. in this one. So, like, Bob Hoskins type? Yeah, a little bit of a Bob Hoskins type. <laughs> I'm down. Or a shorter <laughs> Italian as well. Maybe. What about, what about Johnny Legs? Is there any room for Johnny Legs in here? He's gonna. He'll have. He can have a cameo. Yeah. We don't want. We don't want to go too far. No. We don't want to make too many references. All right. We've got some references coming up in Smash Brothers movie. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that neither of them. Well, Bob Hoskins has passed away since I think. Right. As has done his Hopper. So you only got one person left to. <laughs> We're Samantha Mathis guys. Okay, this is way off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm derailing. Please continue. So who who did we have directing that first one? Donkey Kong, we didn't land on, I don't think. Okay. Like, oh, we, we decided to go with, um, I think we decided to go with the gentleman, we, Brad Bird, but the Brad Bird that directed Iron Giant and not T- Tomorrowland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he needs a bit of a comeback and we think that he'd be the right guy. Or if we can't get him, we'd get the guy who did John Carter. Yeah. Uh, he has a, you know, he knows some animation. It, it, these would all be live action, by the way, but they okay. would be, uh, DK would be mocap, yeah. mocap creation. Um, so Andy we feel Sarkis, like they could handle course. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, perhaps. Yeah. Um, Doug Jones as Diddy, we're all set. You know? All right. We're not um, introducing, introducing Diddy yet. No, the, no. I'm just saying in a okay. future future movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then we, we talked more about how Legend of Zelda would have to get a movie in the first wave, of yep. course. Um, and we were thinking maybe... Uh, 
Neil Marshall for that one. Neil Marshall, I think we if we he can tone it down a little. He we need tone, Neil, yeah. Neil Marshall tone it down. Then we went with uh, Kenneth Branagh. Be delightful. Zelda. I think he'd make a whimsical, uh, fantastic Zelda movie. Yeah, I think the blend of Thor, the the the, the look of Thor, and then also Cinderella would be a nice mix for Zelda. Colorful, beautiful, but also has some action and some darkness to it. Do you yeah. have a link cast? Um, young blonde, twenty years old. Up and coming. I'm yeah. still I'm still a big proponent of Fran Kranz, but he's a little out of your age range. I we need somebody younger, I think. Yeah. Um there should be a couple older Zac members of the Efron. crew, but I, I wanted him, but we were talking about that, but he's too buff now. <laughs> yeah, I like Link more as a kind of like a skinnier slender. slender yeah. yeah. Um we also slender had man. the <laughs> a Slenderman. Um <laughs> we also had uh Metroid as one of the first films. Oh, you're yeah. like this one, Alex. Um oh, this would man. be one Mr. Joe Kaczynski directing the Metroid film. Oh. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> with uh, with some sort of awesome electronic band doing the score. Beautiful. Um, yeah, that would be very solid. Uh, we talked a little bit about maybe Joss doing it because he loves his powerful female characters. I feel like uh, maybe Joss could write. And Kaczynski. Could that would direct. be a good. I could see that. I feel like Kaczynski is a little too clean for the Metroid universe. Okay. Well, the see the thing is, there's there's there really is some gritty darkness to some of the stuff in Oblivion, though. When when you get into kind of the ruins and, and the the faction That's of humans, true. I That's think true. I think he needs to try that out and okay. dip into it because I mean he can still have some really beautiful clean lines and stuff, but it yeah. can be kind of a more subterranean. You know, I think All it's right. doable. I think he could handle it really well. Okay. Um, and we know he can handle s- movies that have very sparse landscapes and and desolate one character by themselves for a long period of time and that would be a lot of what Metroid is. I, I, I envision this m- much like the first act of Riddick, classic movie Riddick, yeah. where awesome. it's very so- kind of him, uh, kind of uh, solitary. Her, yeah, on her own. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we were talking about we wanted Star Fox to be part of the first wave, um, which would be directed by one Mr. Uh, Duncan Jones. Son of Bowie. Yep. Zoe Bowie Zoe himself. Bowie. Yes. Yeah, I like him because Moon Moon had some sly humor that I think would fit well. Star Fox, I think, is going to be our kind of our guardians of the galaxy of the Nintendo <laughs> universe. Really going to expand the horizons of the yeah. of the, the the scope of the of the universe. Yeah, okay, big time. Um, we also talked about well, we're going to do a Mario movie. I think Mario would be our like our our sequel, our Iron Man two sequel All for right. the first phase. Okay, for the first phase, and I went with Joseph Kahn, director of Torque. And power Detention slash ranger. and power slash rangers, just because I think Mario, you have to make. I think we introduce Super Mario Land at the end of Donkey Kong, like okay. he gets sucked in, like Willie was saying, and he meets a toad, and he's like in a different dimension. And uh, it's like Peach- it's like the the like the medal awarding ceremony at uh, at the end of Star Wars, yes. like yep. Peach is in Mushroom Kingdom, and then Bowser breaks in. Yep. Boom. Yep. I like it. All right. So it needs to be a little trippy, a little action. And then we get the Smash Brother. Yeah, and Smash Brothers, you can introduce other characters. You can introduce Kirby, and then spin them off into their own movies. Yeah, you get on how like the fans. Hawkeye and the those yep. people. Captain Falcon. Um, we, and we talked a little bit about those too, about Phase Two. We don't want to reveal it all yet, necessarily. I had a good, I had a good cameo though. I want to spoil. Yes, okay. like we're like it's during like the end of the third act of Avengers. Everything is going nuts. You know how Whedon keeps cutting to that diner woman. Yep. And this, we cut to a yoga studio, and there's the We Fit trainer. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and and uh, the fans are gonna go nuts when they see the Wii Fit trailer. Here's it. the real question, guys: Do I get any amiibo when I go to see these movies? Well, I mean, we'll obviously have some tie-ins. Okay. Yeah, if you do the midnight show, maybe you'll get some spe- or the IMAX show. Yeah. Instead of a poster, you'll get an, an exclusive amiibo. Um, I do want to say too. We we also talked about um, we got to follow this Marvel this Marvel thing all the way through. Yeah. So Shigeru Miyamoto has to be the Stan Lee of these films. Oh. <laughs> 
That's wonderful. So yeah, That's this wonderful. is the contact us, uh, Sony or Nintendo. Yeah, we because we like money. We've got this, and we are going to help you print it with these yeah. movies. We're going to be your Feige's. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. What a we wonderful really surprise segment for the show. Thank you. Oh, guys. and we talked about, oh, never mind. Earthbound. <laughs> oh, Earthbound, yeah, movie, Earthbound. Earthbound should be made in a movie anyway. Yeah, yeah, oh, Earthbound, yeah. real quick. Um, go ahead, no, go ahead. No, you. you. <laughs> <laughs> who's, talking, who's talking about Earthbound? I don't remember what we were talking about with Earthbound. No, I just think it's a great premise for a it, movie. It's awesome. like two psychic kids, right? Mm-hmm. And there's they like get, aliens. And it's stuff. like an alien invasion. Oh man! If J.J. Abrams wasn't so wrapped up in boring Star Wars, he could make that. Get into the Earthbound franchise. <laughs> yeah, That's, absolutely. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Trevor would be good though. Trevor, Trevor is the one we thought. Yeah, one of the Am- under the Amblin umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be pretty wonderful. Yeah. I would, I would enjoy that. <laughs> I forgot our whole conversation about Earthbound. That's not like you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot about this. Today. Yeah. yeah, at lunch. It sounds like. It. <laughs> 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 well, Amy, any thoughts on the Nintendo Cinematic Universe? I'm in. <laughs> She's in. Good. 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 Good to know. We're targeting the female demographic. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially. I mean, Sounds you got like some it. strong. I mean, Peach. Peach is a little damsel in distress. In Zelda. D- in Donkey As, Kong. But you got Zelda. Yeah, but you got Samus. Samus. We're gonna let. We're gonna let the female characters loose in Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Like, They're that's where ass. Yep. You don't realize how badass Peach is until she gets like she's the last woman standing. Yeah. Oh man, she's gonna get like the fire up, fire yep. power up. Oh, oh boy, look out, kids! Got the parasol oh. floating down. Oh my god, fools! She's just floating across screen like in <laughs> Super Mario Brothers two, <laughs> sailing over all the bosses, <laughs> all the dead bodies to save, Ma- get- to save Mario. She's yeah. got to save Mario. There you oh, go. Oh my god, turn them out to the ear. There you go. I like this. Wonderful. Let us know what you think about the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Some of those are words. Most. But on to our review of Pete Doctor's Inside Out. The latest film from Pixar, the uh, IMDb synopsis says, After young Riley is uprooted from her Midwest life and moved to San Francisco, her emotions, joy, fear, anger, disgust, and sadness, conflict on how to best navigate a new city, house, and school. This movie stars Amy Poehler, Bill Hader, Louis Black, Mindy Kaling, Phyllis Smith, Richard Kind, uh, Diane Lane, Kyle MacLachlan, and many more people, including Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers fame, which I didn't even know or realize, and now I want to go see the movie again so that I can listen to his voice. But anyway, uh, Pixar, not the hottest track record as of late. We had what, like uh, Cars 2? Cars 2, Brave. Those kinds of things coming out. Monsters University was fun. I think that was the they last took, one that a lot of people were. They took last year out off. I think right. Okay. I don't yeah, think that makes there were sense. any Pixar movies. I'm gonna double check my words here. That sounds right. Oh, uh, there was a Planes Fire and something. Yeah. I, don't know. So I think that was technically. I think Planes is technically a Disney film though. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Pixar maybe a return to form. That's what we kind of heard going into this movie. But I want to know what you guys think, Tim. What do you think about Inside Out? Um, first off, I'm not a huge Pixar guy. Okay, uh, they're more they're like fifty fifty with me. All right, because um, I think their cold stretch for me goes back maybe to uh, Finding Nemo. I was looking at the other day because I only like the first forty five minutes of Wall-E. Then it gets awful, mm. unbearable when humans come, and then the first ten minutes of Up is good, and then the kid starts yelling at me, and I'm like, I get out of here. <laughs> Um, so I'm not a big 
I'm not a huge animation guy anyway. I like it. I mean, I like enough. Um, so this was, I loved it. Excuse me. They took two years off after Monsters University. So Inside Out is the first movie since 2013. Yeah, basically. I mean, they've made, they've started getting lazy and making sequels. Yes. Is kind of yes. the idea from a, from a studio that claimed they were never going to make any sequels. According to Wikipedia, their upcoming movies, The Good Dinosaur, which is original, Finding Dory, which is a Finding Nemo sequel, Toy Story 4, which is obviously a Toy Story sequel, The Incredibles 2, which is an incredible sequel, yeah. and Cars 3, which... What? Cool. Great. But anyway, I'm sorry. You enjoyed no, I, Inside Out. I did, but I'm glad you pointed out that Pixar's full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> because I that was part of what drove me. They're very smug. At times, yeah. I've always found them, and I found their movies to be very smug, and their track record isn't that much better than a lot of other animation studios. Yeah. So, um, but this was a very pleasant surprise. I enjoyed this a lot. Um, it's in some ways it reminds me more of Looney Tunes than Disney cartoons. Okay. And I think that's maybe why I liked it a little better because I like Looney Tunes a lot. Yeah. Um, the voices are perfectly cast. Uh, Louis Black is plays the anger emotion, and he's perfect at it because <laughs> he's a cartoon character anyway. Yep. And I just really liked everything about it. It was a nice step back from what they were doing because it's a smaller story. It makes um, – yeah, I liked it a lot. All right. Willie, inside out. Yeah, I think uh, – I have to agree with Tim uh, in the, the smaller story thing. I, th- I like that. I like that they, they step back a bit and it's a little more intimate. It follows kind of one – well, it follows multiple characters, but there's one real key character and kind of the supporting cast. I like that. Um, kind of back to basics a little bit, which is not always a bad thing. And mm-hmm. um, Pixar is a fun, that's kind of a cool way of taking a very simple concept like, what if your toys were alive? Or what if your emotions were living things? Or And then they just extrapolate on that. And they find very cool ways most of the time to um, explore bigger themes and ideas within this silly you know animated film yeah um and i thought they did a really good job with that this is a perfect example of that that pixar mentality where they can you can really fun find spin or find fun spins on the different parts of the brain and the different it was neat you know them journeying through different areas was cool yeah um voice cast is great um soundtrack i didn't particularly remember all that much but Michael i don't Giacchino. Yeah, okay. I, I like Giacchino. He's he's always a solid guy, but I never didn't really take anything away from it. Yeah. Um Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's not my favorite Pixar movie or anything. I didn't expect it to be. Um but it's up there. It's I'd say it's in the top 5 or so in terms of Pixar films and and that's a good thing. This is a we're I think we're getting back into the right direction maybe. I'm back up. Maybe? Maybe. I mean the the list of movies you just spelled it off there. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. They like um, money. Too, so. They do like money, yeah, and and they're guaranteed to make money with something like Toy Story Four. It's going to do bank, so I can't be too angry at them for it. Because, yeah. but at the same time, it's a bummer because I think they tried to get into their original stuff again for a little bit there. I don't think, like Wally and Up, I think they were well received, but I don't think they have that special place for people that like Finding Nemo or Incredibles or Toy Story do. Mm. I don't see a lot of kids talking about. Are wearing T-shirts of Wally, or or up. You see kids with That's Toy Story fair. shit all. I over mean, the place. Toy Story's on another level. Like right, Toy sure. Story three made like a billion dollars or something like that. I mean, but you see kids with you know Monsters Inc stuff and yeah. uh, Finding Nemo stuff, and I you don't see that as much. We've with, also kind of moved away from the merchandising a little bit. 
Like merchandising is not as big of a thing anymore because people don't really yeah buy that many toys as much. I don't know. If you walk down a toy aisle when a Toy Story movie is coming out, it's full of Toy Story shit. But if you walk down when Wally's coming out, it, there's no Wally stuff, and I, that's, that's part of kids' films. I mean, is is the tie-ins and the it just is. Um, you want the little kid to walk in the store and go, "Mommy, Daddy, I need this." Yeah, and if you don't give it to me, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> um, so I I haven't really paid attention to see if there's any merchandise for this out there, but um, this one seems like a nice middle ground. I think it's it's kind of bold and artistic enough to kind of fit alongside things like Wally and Up that are a little more almost adult oriented. Yeah, but it's it's. Kid friendly enough and fun enough to fit in with more of a Finding Nemo or yeah, yeah. so I enjoyed it. All right, Amy, what'd you think of Inside Out? Well, I, how do you feel about Pixar in general? Um, I like Pixar. I yeah. guess Tim and I went through the list after the movie to look at which movies we liked and did not like, and I think my last movie that I really liked at Pixar was probably Ratatouille. Okay. Um. I liked The Incredibles. I'm very much looking forward to Finding Dory. Okay. Um, I will definitely go see that right away when that comes out. And Toy Story. But, like, if, I mean, like Willie was saying, if you go to, like, Disney in Florida, you will not find any Wally stuff. You will not find any Up stuff. But they have whole sections of the park dedicated to Toy Story. Whole sections dedicated to monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own rides. Like, they're just more popular. But yeah, I think they just have staying power that up and Wally do not have. Okay. Um Inside I didn't, I didn't like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite character was Bing Bong, the imaginary friend. Bing Bong's pretty wonderful <laughs> yeah. and he's played by Richard Kind, so It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. If the movie followed Bing Bong the whole time I've been on board. <laughs> but <laughs> Bing Bong spin off confirmed. But, yes. Oh god, they'll make it. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh no, they won't. I mean, they might. We'll get into spoilers later, but he's not going to have another movie. <laughs> <laughs> Prequel, please. You never know. Maybe Riley will have a big brother or sister, and they'll shoot the memory up in her head, and then she'll tell them about Bing Bong, and then they'll have Bing Bong as an imaginary friend. There you go. He'll be reborn. Pretty good. See? It's good. Amy, the Pixar employee. Yeah, that's right. We would like to welcome you aboard to our Nintendo universe. Yes. <laughs> Join us. You, you have the job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't know. I just found myself sitting there being like, okay, get to the end. Like, I'm I'm just tired of watching you run around in these endless shelves of memories. Like, I don't know. Interesting. It just didn't didn't touch me like some of the other Pixar movies have. Yeah. Did you get kind of bored then with the, the setting and stuff? It, that was what kind of... It was just like the, the repetition of like, let's it, run yeah, here, then let's run here. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's almost like a video game, this movie. Like, it's every time they make like, like we got to get to this level. And then it, and then they we had to get to this level next, and then you know there's that. Like when they went back to Imagination Land, I was like, oh god, we're here again. Like why are we here again? Yeah. Like I just, I don't know. At some point, I mentally checked out during the movie. It just wasn't holding me, and then I was just at the end. I was just waiting for it to end. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was expecting to like super, super love this movie because everybody that listens to this podcast knows how much I love feelings in general. And uh, it was really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit, but it didn't really quite operate on the level that I wanted it to. Um, 
I think it has some really beautiful moments in it. I really love the abstraction of like how your your emotions work in your body and like taking the long term memories and like or and like taking memories in general and when you sleep it all goes into long term memory and the memory dump where forgotten memories go. I loved that abstraction of of how all of that works. I think it was really genius and and beautifully put together. But I do kind of agree. Like I got to points where even though this is a smaller story, I still felt as though I was getting to points in the movie where I was like, uh, we need to like move along and I like we're losing momentum here. And it's not a particularly long movie. So it's I kind of struggled with that and and ultimately like I really do appreciate the movie for the message that it tells. I think I've always thought in general as like looking at how a lot of schools work and things like that. Like we never really sit down and have a class on like feelings and like what to do with your feelings. You like watch an episode of Mr. Rogers one day that kind of talks about like, Oh, I'm angry, but you shouldn't take that anger on it. Like I wish it went into that a little bit more. Like I wish, but, but I kind of appreciate it for still kind of exploring that. So, and, and just kind of the whole moral of the movie, which I'll get to in spoiler Terry. Um, I, I appreciate it, it all for that. So voice cast was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do we have any other main? What did you guys think of the short lava? Ugh. <laughs> Tim for a like movie it. that was for a movie that followed like inside out that dealt with subject matter as I, th- I thought as smart and mature as it did for them to put that horrible, <laughs> treacly, <laughs> embarrassing, <laughs> Short film in front of it, it was ugh, indefensible. Willie, it was cute for a minute, and then it wasn't cute anymore. <laughs> okay, Amy, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cute. I didn't really mind it. It's no Paper Man. It's no. Uh, it's no. Um, Little dog one. The dog one oh, in front so of Big cute. Hero Six. So. It just like it felt like it was twenty five minutes long. Like it was just. I like, didn't think it was that bad. Oh my god, it was. Horrible. But. No, I enjoyed it. I know. Fair enough. And the hopeless romantic in me really <laughs> appreciated it. But you just you just want to lava someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so I don't know. Any other final thoughts before we get into spoiler Terry? No, let's just go in there. Let's spoil it. All let's right, it. we will be right back in spoiler Terry for Inside Out. Here we are in Spoiler Terry 4, Inside Out. Uh, I just wanted to say I really appreciated the message that it's okay to be sad. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the times things are like, no, you need to be happy all the time, blah, 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 blah. I think sadness does have an important function in who we are as people. And I think I like the fact that the movie actually, you know, conveyed that. Sorry if you heard like a witch drive by. <laughs> we a the, bird or a child. We have the window open for this episode because it's really hot in here. So if you've heard things. There was some sort of dinosaur that flew by. <laughs> <laughs> it was the good dinosaur. It's a tie-in from Pixar for this podcast. This all makes sense. But I don't know. Any other spoilers that we want to get to? No, I like that theme too. Okay. Yeah, me too. Um, because if you're happy all the time, that means you're an insane person. Yeah. So... This was a nice, it was nice to teach kids. And plus the sad emotion was adorable. Yep. She's a cute little, mm-hmm. cute little emotion. 
Yeah. So I could, when I was a kid, my favorite Winnie the Pooh character was Eeyore. Mm. <laughs> and uh, the whole time I kept thinking like, oh, the sad emotion, I would buy an, a sad emotion doll yeah. when I was a kid, just like I bought Eeyore when I was a kid. So they're going to make plenty of money. <laughs> but I know I like, this is when Pixar is at its best for me is when it marries commerce and actual storytelling instead yeah. of just straight up com- commerce like Cars 2. Yeah. Um, this it's trying to make kids feel empathy for other human beings. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. It's also trying to make a lot of money. So (laughs) I appreciate that too. Well, like any movie. Exactly. So uh, this is, I think that's why I liked it the best. Yeah. So, um, what did I want to talk about? What were we talking about? Well, I don't know. We're in spoiler Terry. Uh, I did want to say I really, really enjoyed the gum jingle joke. Oh, that was funny. It was beautifully done. That made me laugh every time. Yeah. I wanted to touch on it because I, I see where you guys are coming from with the, the movie kind of felt repetitive at times. But I loved the parts where it took the time to revel in certain things. Like when they were in where there's that whole scene where it was kind of like ab- abstract and kind of yeah. surreal like cartoons. It reminded me of... Um, like a Chuck Jones, like a Looney Tunes totally. cartoon. And I, I wanted to do that. I wanted that to happen forever. I wanted more stuff. There's a scene in Looney Tunes. Well, Duck Amuck is the Looney Tunes cartoon I always go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a scene in Looney Tunes back in action, which is directed by Joe Dante, who did like Gremlins and Gremlins 2 and Small Soldiers and... Um, All the hits. He did... Um, the Burbs, because The Burbs has been on my mind recently. There you go. And um, there's a scene where they run through a museum like a full of paintings and each painting they run into the cartoon characters turn into that art style and it's one of my favorite scenes at any like looney tunes based thing and it reminded me of that so see i i I don't think it's so much that i felt like it was repetitive but i felt as though the journey that we went on felt so simple that i felt like it it was they were being hampered too much you know, like I appreciated that them going through like the abstract part of the in, in imagination to go into like imagination land like that worked for me. But just kind of the idea that like they try to get back to headquarters like four times and all of them get completely ruined. I wish it was more of like a a journey in the same way that like Wreck-It Ralph is where they're kind of like we have all these different areas to travel through. Like this, this one feels like they get put just on the outside of where they're going and they need to come around to multiple doors. I wish it was more like they get thrown really far away and need to journey all the way back. And to me, it doesn't feel that way. You get, you get like three or four times where they're like, oh, we're headed back. We're going to be good. And then no, it doesn't work out. And I wish that they would have plotted that out a little bit better. Yeah. And it feels like they went back to right back where they started. And yeah. you're like, oh man. You're like, oh, we're back to not having any clue to how to get back there. Like, it was, yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah. So. Can I just say that a, like a, like a supporting character actually dies in this movie? Oh, I love the death of Bing Bong. Like he, that Bing was, Bong. That was he dies. Of, that was one of two <laughs> Alex's Tears moments. Yeah. Like Bing Bong's, Bing Bong's sacrifice. Sacrifice was so beautifully done. I could guess the other one. Yeah. Yeah. What's when that? she comes home to her family at the end and they're yeah. hugging her. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, when she starts crying at the end. Yeah. That's, yeah. This character is the sweetest. It's the sweetest, most adorable guy. Bing Bong. It's a fun-loving elephant slash <laughs> dolphin. dolphin. Slash 
cotton candy. He cries uh, candy. Candy, which is <laughs> amazing. He has a little like a little red wagon that it has little rainbow rockets. Mm-hmm. He's adorable, fueled and by the power of song. Yes, exactly by the the Bing Bong theme song. Yes, Bing and Bing Bong. he, you know, he makes the sacrifice to to make sure that the 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 girl that's forgotten about him is is going to be all right. You know, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so at the end, Bing Bong's going to show up last minute. No, I, what I, I'm sorry. What I thought was that she would somehow pull the memory of Bing Bong in the little orb and yeah. the girl would remember him and then maybe he'd become a new emotion or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would honor his sacrifice in some way. Right. Yeah. And then he just doesn't come back. No. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, but I like that. That's so good. Because <laughs> it's just like, yeah, people fucking die. Dreams die too. Yep. Kids. Your imagination dies as you get older. Guess what? You're not going to be as much fun. I probably had an imaginary friend too when I was a kid. I don't remember him. See, and I feel like well, another thing that I appreciated, I feel like they really start to touch on a few things. Like there's a part of imagination land that's getting cleared out and they never really comment on the fact like maybe it's making way for more long-term storage or like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like the hormone center about to get activated or something. Like they never really touch on any of that. The puberty button. Yeah. Like, the, like but funny. I think it's interesting that those things, those ideas where you can kind of be like, oh, maybe that's just kind of like your imagination starts to wane as you get older and it shrinks. And I, I appreciate it. Like that's part of the whole abstraction thing. Like they really beautifully painted this whole system inside of your body that is nothing like the guts inside of your body, but it's such an accurate, like it feels like such an accurate portrayal. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I liked Bing Bong. I loved any part to where they switched between char- what was going on in characters' heads. That was great. Uh, that, yeah. was, that was yeah. the ending. The end credits are amazing in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was another part where I'm just like, whoa! I didn't even think of that mm-hmm. when I saw, when I was starting watching this movie, and I was, and it was perfect. It was really funny. That was the other thing. When I watch, part of my problem with animated movies is like I watch these movies and then everybody laughs at it. I'm like, that joke's not that funny. <laughs> but this was legitimately funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just funny in like a. Uh, Oh, these these adults are gonna get this humor. Although there are a couple jokes in there that I thought were there's a bear joke in San Francisco. <laughs> it's really good. It's really funny. Yeah. And um, but it it was it was I thought it was smart humor. Well, and it's one of those things where like the subject matter of this movie, no matter how old you've been, you're still influenced by emotions. So a lot of the jokes that happen with it can still be applicable to you, even if you're not 11 years old, you know? Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny when she handed that boy back the water bottle. And yeah. inside of his head, it was like, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> they were like running around panicking. That really does capture the teenage boy. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. And that's what it is. It's humor based on actual human yeah. emotion and feeling. It's human-based humor. <laughs> the cat one was really funny to me, too. Like, the dog one was Absolutely. funny, but the cat one was even more funny. Cause it's, Absolutely. There's no one there for a little bit, for a minute. Yeah. It's just great. The cats <laughs> are just kind of like all like walking around, and the fear one happens to be the one that's on top of the console at right. the moment. Yeah, It's great. I, and I wondered if I would have connected with this movie more if it wasn't an 11-year-old girl, if it was a boy instead. But not that I'm, like, mad about that or anything. I think it's – there are obviously many – you could go into the emotions of any sex at any age and be able to tell a different story with it. This but, th- this really is is open for, for probably inevitable sequels. 
you know, but you could, maybe you could, in totally different ways though. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Is, I mean, you could, I mean, you could do anything with it. I mean, you could essentially, you could be a different person's emotions or it could be, uh, you check in with her at a different age, like they do with toy story, yeah, you know? Um, yeah. but I, you know, I think that regardless of sequels, this one stands, we'll stand on it. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm good Yeah, with not seeing another one. And I, and I like the fact that when you got to older human characters, they didn't introduce different emotions. Like it, it was everybody had the same core emotions. Yeah. Everybody, and I like the idea that telling kids like deep down, everybody's kind of all the same. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yep. it was a nice message to put in there. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I also like the idea that they started like m- memories were being connected to multiple emotions at the end. They don't really touch on it too much except for when, they have the happy, sad moment at the end of, like, I told my parents I want to go home, and, mm-hmm. and they agreed. Like, I like the idea that emotion, like, as emotions get, or as you develop as a person, mm-hmm. emotions get more complicated, and your memories get associated with multiple things. Like, that was really cool, so. Yep. Any other thoughts, Amy? Any spoilery thoughts? Any non-spoilery thoughts? Mm. No, I kind of read this thing online that was kind of funny, though, about like Pixar what? movies. Yeah. Let me see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So they were pointing out that all the Pixar movies center around feelings. And they start with, what if toys had feelings? What if bugs had feelings? What if monsters had feelings? What if fish had feelings? What if cars had feelings? What if rats had feelings? What if robots had feelings? What if Scotland had feelings? <laughs> <laughs> and what if feelings had feelings? There you go. And I was like, that's oh, good. that's true. Scotland doesn't quite fit in there. I know, but, but it was funny. It was that. pretty great. I mean, it is a land devoid of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live there. The land of zero feelings. <laughs> good. All right. I think that's it for this episode. Yep. Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can write to us about the show, the things that we talk about. Let us know how we're doing been a while somebody write us in i don't care who you are all of you everybody write in just say hi yeah say hi let us know how you're doing what's going on we'll talk about it on the show we got another fight the franchise coming soon yeah we won't say what it's about or when because i don't like to make promises we can't keep (laughs) but uh it'll be soon it'll be (coughs) mad max right (coughs) exactly uh i would say definitely by the end of the month okay yep all right, so look for that soon. The end of this month? Yes. Oh, that's not very long. It's next week. I know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, there's new Midwest Game Nerds out this weekend. What are um, you guys reviewing? We just talk about all of the E3 news that happened. Nintendo's got a awesome. big segment right at the top, so you should enjoy some of it. Okay. Beautiful. Maybe. Okay. You might, but you'll, you'll have to write in and be like, you guys are too negative. I need to be on the show and rescue Nintendo's image from all your listeners. When is that dropping? That should be out the Saturday after you hear this episode. Oh, it's so. too long. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Sorry. That's right. It's fine. Uh, Facebook, Vine, iTunes, Stitcher, search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all 132 plus bonus episodes. Previous 132 plus bonus episodes. Because this is episode 133. Um, Getting close to the big uh, 150. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. The three-year mark. We should do something for it. Maybe. Something small. 
Don't mention it on here. It's not going to happen now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I said we, we should do something. Yeah, okay. and we don't have to do it on air. We should just do something. We should just like hang out. Oh, yeah. okay. That's a good idea. No, we can't do that anymore. If we're not recording, there's no reason for me to see you guys, right? That's yeah. True. True. We can bring one oh. over ever after and you can finally watch it. <laughs> this is <laughs> true. This, this podcast has ruined our friendships. Yeah, it has. Really. You, you witness the decay of our friendships yeah. on this. Every, every, every episode that comes out. We're the, a little bit less friends. Right. The show maybe gets a little better, but we don't, we, we're not as close. This episode is giving me the sad emotion right now. <laughs> anyway, I don't want everybody to be too sad. Uh, other stuff. I don't know. We might review Dope next weekend. We might review Ted 2. Let us know what you think we should do. And uh, that's about it. Kyle XY, go watch a movie. Let's review our new pets. Okay. Adorable. All right. <laughs> End of review. We should make it a video review. She's super cute. Yeah. Just, just push them in front of the camera and say, look at that. Yeah. The official dog of the Midwest Film Nerds podcast is here. And we have the official cats of the Midwest Film Nerds podcast. Yes. Yes. So. Absolutely. We should get them together for a photo shoot and rule the internet. Oh, my God. I, I, it wouldn't be good for Lizzie. Yeah. Those cats are insane. We'll see. Yeah. All we'll right. make it happen. Kyle, that's why I go watch the movie.